Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At this point, most shows are winding down. Roy is just getting started. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I just want to say this, because I just tweeted that uh, hands down, hands down, Premier Wall received so much more support than Justin Trudeau. When we talked about where your support lies, whether it's with the Premier or with the Prime Minister on the issue of the carbon tax, whether it was emails, whether it was Twitter, you can go to at the Roy Green Show on Twitter. Just follow me and uh, go take a look. You'll see, and our callers, you were heard. The support is for Premier Wall. Now, I know there'll be people who'll say, well, that's because you have a conservative audience. That's because we have listeners who think about the issues. Who think about the issues. And I'm not discounting people who will side with the Prime Minister. But the overwhelming response in favor of Premier Wall speaks to the fatigue people have with having programs rammed down their throats. And this carbon tax of Prime Minister Trudeau is going to cost a lot of money. You, me, everybody in this country, we're going to pay. And when they talk about massive numbers of jobs being created, let's hold them to that. Because when Ontario started its disastrous electricity policy, there was all this talk about, if I have this correctly, if I don't, please correct me, that there would be a great number of wonderfully, environmentally friendly, green energy jobs created. Show me a hundred permanent jobs. Show me a thousand. It's, see, people don't, people don't want to just hear promises anymore. I don't want to hear agendas. They want common sense. And I believe that's why Premier Wall has, is receiving the, 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 the support that he's getting here. And for me. When I heard last night, when I heard uh, at the news conference with the premiers and, and the prime minister, where Mr. Trudeau, and I... I I don't mean to unkind, be unkind, but I sometimes have difficulty understanding what he's saying. Um, there's so, so many um, 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 ums in, in his um, conversation. But it seemed to me that what the Prime Minister was saying in response to Mr. Wall's concern about farmers and how they would have to cut corners in order to meet the targets for carbon reduction and it would cost them money, Mr. Trudeau said, well, when we collect the money from the carbon tax, we'll just send it back to you, and then you can give it back to the farmers. And Premier Wall's 
point was, question was, well, what's the point then? You're going to collect a tax from these people who will pay the tax and they will cut back on what they're doing. And, and then you will give the money back to us, or the government of Saskatchewan, and then we can give it back to the farmers. So what's the point? Anyway, the response was, as you heard and as I've read and as I've shared with you, and you can go to uh, follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show, or I'll read you some more emails. We'll have more opportunity to talk about this somewhat, at least tomorrow and going forward. And people are just tired of being told things they just don't believe or they question. And that's why, not because of the Russians, I wouldn't be surprised if the Russians hacked the Democratic Party's emails. I wouldn't be surprised. But they weren't the ones who cast the votes in the United States for Donald Trump. That's why people in the U.S. voted for Donald Trump. It's that international movement that we're talking, we've been talking about for years. People are fed up. And they're responding with votes. They're responding with pencils and ballots. And that's democracy. And the left can't accept that. That's why Mr. Trump is being challenged the way he is. And it'll continue and it'll get worse between now and January the 20th. So what's going to happen between now and January the 20th when Donald Trump is sworn in as president of the United States, 45th president, is that the Environmental Protection Agency is going to be getting a tremendous amount of attention. And particularly last the week, uh, this last week it did as Scott Pruitt, the attorney general for Oklahoma, was announced by Donald Trump as his candidate, his nominee, to head the Environmental Protection Agency. And left-wing media went bonkers. Oh, he's a denier, and he uh, he's attacking President Obama. Well, what Scott Pruitt did, in fact, CBC, are you listening? What Scott Pruitt did, in fact, was with other attorneys general of the United States, in combination, take to court the President of the United States and his, by decree, regulations for the Environmental Protection Agency. He didn't go through Congress. He just took his pen and he signed regulations in place. And Scott Pruitt and other attorneys general went to court and they rather effectively beat Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump beat uh, Barack Obama. Anyway, with the EPA in the news, Dr. Timothy Ball, Canadian climatologist, who challenges the United Nations and the IPCC, and uh, human-induced global warming argument. Canadian climatologist Dr. Timothy Ball has been invited to go to Washington, where on Monday he meets with Myron Ebel. Is it Tim? Is it Ebel or Ebel? How do you pronounce his name? Ebel. Ebel. So you're going to you're in Washington now, right? Right. And you're going to be meeting on Monday with Myron Ebel. Yes. The transitional head of the Environmental Protection Agency of the United States. Yes, he's going to end up being the deputy, and he's putting in place all of the things that need to be uh, changed uh, for ready when Scott Pruitt steps in as his boss. And um, I, w- I was at a conference uh, on Thursday 
uh, held by the Heritage Foundation, at which um, Myron was there and uh, several other people that are involved in this situation. And uh, it's going to be very dramatic. Explain that to us. Yeah, uh, and before I do that, by the way, can I just comment that um, uh, Premier Wall is, is, uh, has taken a very uh, interesting uh, change, too, because people are tired of the conservative socialist uh, agendas, left or right. Many people are conservative on some issues and socialist on others. Very true. Well, and Wall right. got around that by creating the Saskatchewan Party, and, and, uh, and of course, that got rid of those uh, traditional labels. It happened in, uh, in Australia, where I was recently. They, they formed a party called the One Nation Party. And you could argue that Trump effectively ran the America Party. I mean, he was with the Republicans because he needed the, the framework, but, and, and it's required, but that's what's going on. But anyway, what's happening here? No, but Tim, uh, let, me just, let me just stay with that for a second, because that's a very good point. And it's a very important issue, and I think it would destroy a lot of the cynicism that people have and the anger that has been welling up and the populist movement that has been formed if we had governments, if we had people who were elected to office, and once they're in office, they simply acted pragmatically. They didn't define themselves as being left, right, middle, or wherever. They chose a pragmatic course to manage the affairs of whatever constituency they're managing. Exactly, and and it's uh, the common sense issue that Trump talks about. It's a middle middle class revolution, and it's the same thing that people, as you said, are tired of being told what to think. I mean, quite often in my public presentations, I'll start off by saying morning, and then I say, you know, you decide whether it's good or not. You're tired of being told what to think, and the reaction is just phenomenal. So, yeah, it's it's a really a middle-class revolution against the elite of the left and the right. All right, let me take a and, quick break, yeah. and we'll come back and we'll talk about what you'll be doing and what your observations are and what your expectations are uh, in the United States from the Environmental Protection Agency, which under a Donald Trump administration is obviously going to be taking a different tack from uh, eight years of Barack Obama. Dr. Tim Ball, more from Dr. Ball when we come back. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. All right, back to uh, Dr. Tim Ball on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. His book is uh, Human-Caused Global Warming, The Biggest Deception in History. And that's the uh, position that's gotten you into all sorts of challenging situations, Tim. But you've stayed firm with your conviction, and and now you're meeting with the incoming, or at least going to be the deputy head of the EPA yep. in, in the United States, who's the head of the transition. Now, why... Um, why you? Why, why, why do they want to talk to you? Well, because, uh, one of, as you've said, I, I've been fighting this whole uh, global warming issue and the CO2 issue all along. And, of course, the question people need to ask themselves is why did CO2 get picked out of uh, the so-called greenhouse gases and all the other gases in the atmosphere? It's less than 4% of the total greenhouse gases and yet it's become the focus of attention. And the answer is quite simple. It became the target uh, of a guy by the name of Maurice Strong, who, by the way, also is the one that destroyed the uh, energy policies in Ontario Hydro. 
because the same year he was appointed chairman of Hydro, he, he uh, ran the Rio Declaration in, in uh, Rio de Janeiro. And um, the, the idea there was that uh, he said in a book by a superb Canadian journalist of the old school um, by the name of Elaine Dewar, the book's called Cloak of Green, she wanted to write a book praising Canadian environmentalists, uh, Suzuki and, and Strong and so on. But the more she dug into it, the more she realized that they were using the climate issue for a political agenda. But, but Tim, why, why are you going, why were you invited to go and deal with, the, you know, talk to the Trump administration, to the top people who are in the EPA? Well, because uh, I've been the most, one of the most outspoken around the world. Right. And um, I was just in Australia a month ago, and um, I'm meeting, uh, we're going to be meeting with Malcolm Roberts, who was elected to the Senate in Australia. And we've been challenging the bureaucracy to say, show us the evidence. Mm -hmm. There is no evidence. The only evidence that CO2 is causing a problem is in the computer models of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And, and um, so, of course, well, he's the first po- politician who's actually said to the bureaucrats, show your evidence, and they couldn't do it. And the incoming head of the EPA, Scott Pruitt, yep. the Attorney General yep. of Oklahoma, as I said at the beginning, he and other dozens of other state attorneys general took President Obama to court over EPA decrees he signed into law without going to Congress first, and they, were, yep. they won most of the cases, did they not? Yes, they did. And, and of course, this is one of the things that uh, Obama has done. He's end-run end the uh, legislative process and the uh, Congress. And, and uh, Mary McCarthy said many years ago that bureaucracy, the rule of nobody, the modern form of despotism. And, of course, that was what Strong did. When he set up the IPCC, he did it through the World Meteorological Organization, which put every national weather agency in the world, including Environment Canada, in control of the whole program. And, of course, Strong knew that if, if the bureaucrats were telling the politicians this is the, the science problem, the politicians had to listen. Well, now we finally got some politicians uh, like Pruitt that are standing up and saying no. And, by the way, Pruitt, coming from Oklahoma, knows the science because one of the few American senators that opposed this thing was Senator Inhofe. Yeah. And he's been very outspoken about it, too, yes, for a long has. time. And is he it, was at Tim, the conference on Thursday. So is that going to be a seismic shift, then, in, in the United States, which will impact the world and the direction taken by the U.N. and the 200-plus nations who have signed on, or which have signed on, to the uh, United Nations climate uh, plan? Is, is, is the United States going to really undergo a seismic shift? Oh, absolutely. They're, they're going to pull out of the United Nations climate program, the Paris Climate Conference, which, of course, was an absolute joke because it, it wasn't a binding treaty, and many countries have already abandoned it. Uh, but they're, they're going to many, pull out many, of many, many countries have abandoned it, Tim? Shift. Many countries have abandoned it already? Oh, yes. They, 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 haven't, uh, they haven't got anywhere near the money that was supposed to be contributed to the Green Climate Fund. Because I, I spoke Canada, with... of course, has given our $4 billion and wasted it, but that, that's another story. Uh, I spoke with Dr. Bjorn Lomborg, the, uh, yep. the, uh, the consensus center think tank, prior to and after Paris. And he, he supports the uh, human-induced global warming argument, but he also said the UN climate plan is a colossal waste of money. Huge amounts of money, a trillion dollars or more wasted when, when you look for results because he said it's going to result in virtually nothing in the way of, uh, of temperature uh, reduction uh, on, on, on the planet. And he said what, what 
poor kids and need in, in the third world is not solar panels. They need medicine. Well, and, and more important than that, uh, Roy, was that, um, as you know, these people have held the moral gr- high ground by saying, oh, you don't care about the planet or the children. Well, Prime Minister Modi of India commissioned a panel to look at it, and he came back and said, look, you're telling us that the global temperature might go up by half a degree in 70 years, and you're not very sure of that. He said, I've got higher priorities. I've got a third of my population who have no electricity at all. So that changed the the moral uh, high ground issue. And, of course, now you've got a a President Trump, a president like Trump, who's going to take on the, the bureaucracy and withdraw the funding, because that's what's been driving it. Did you have any concern when Al Gore visited President-elect Trump last week? No, and, and, um, and of course, it, uh, I love that, you know, Gore and uh, DiCaprio, I mean, the, the two great hypocrites fly in their private jets to tell us how to live. But this is, this is Trump, um, a superb, uh, you know, looks, uh, saying, hey, I'll talk to everybody. But then uh, he makes up his own mind from the facts, and, and that's what he's done here. So, no, I had no concern. I, I knew what was going on behind the scenes. Are you going to have a position in the EPA? Oh, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm 78 years old. And that's an important point, by the way, Roy, that they've turned the whole university and education system upside down. In the old days, it was the young professors came in and challenged the old professors who held the prevailing wisdom. Now we've got exactly the opposite. The young professors are coming in indoctrinating in the high school system, and the, uh, it's us old professors. I mean, Fred Singer, who you might have talked to, is 92. And, and so it's the old guys that are saying, hey, this is not science. This is, this is politics. Yeah. This is pseudoscience. And, and you, you better wake up before you destroy the credibility. I, of thought, the I thought you were going to go to the East Anglia University uh, email scandal, which, of course, was hacking by the Russians. We all know that. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, uh, it's very convenient. Um, and, 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 of course, the reason that the people do stuff through, through uh, the Russian uh, uh, Internet providers is they can't be traced. That, that's, it's not necessarily the Russians per se, but it's Westerners using uh, Russian Internet providers okay, give me, to put the information out there. Tim, in about 20 seconds, what are you going to tell Myron Ebell on Monday? Well, we're going to, I'm going to tell him what we need to do going forward. We need to have a campaign to educate people to uh, how they've deceived and what the deceptions are. And then um, basically just have the weather agencies and the World Meteorological Organization collecting data and making that data available to anybody right. that wants to do research with it. All right, Dr. Ball, good to talk to you again. Thank you very much. The book is Human Caused Global Warming, The Biggest Deception in History. Dr. Timothy Ball, climatologist. We'll talk again. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for the opportunity, Roy. All the best. When we come back, it'll be Catherine Swift, Linda Leather. No, not Linda. She can't be with us today because, well, we'll tell you why. And Michelle Simpson, Beauties and the Beast.